0: Hello, welcome to Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Thursday night. We did a podcast this morning (laughs) at 9 a.m. and we talked on the front of the podcast about how this is a bit of a risk because I I was going to play golf today. I'm out of town and I'm actually at a friend's house out of state and I'm sitting in front of uh, 50 bottles of bourbon and people are wondering, why the heck are you sitting in front of so much liquor? And that was a joke at 9 a.m. this morning. And I said, well, this is probably a bit of a you know a risk doing a podcast in the morning and not, not posting for 24 hours. So just excuse us if, if anything happened. Well, stuff happened today. It was one of the unfortunate, newsiest days um, the NBA has had in recent memory that wasn't a transaction day. There were no transactions. And yet it was one of the busiest news days. So we're re-recording yeah. it. Uh, Where are we recording it? It's um, Thursday evening. Uh, joining me from uh, New York City, Bon Nothing happening here today, fellas.
1: Nothing, nothing at all.
0: Dallas, Texas, Van McMahon.
2: Howdy, partners. Wendy might want to swipe one of those bottles of bourbon and maybe send it to Adam, <laughs> Adam Silver. I'm I'm sure he could use a sip or two right now.
0: Well, actually, Adam Silver needs to be sober right now because um, I think he's been present enough, in my opinion, uh, really for the last few months. Um, I don't think we need to go through the whole recap of what happened with Kyrie Irving. Um, He's now suspended. Um, I wonder uh, if he's played his last game for the Nets because in a a strange way, and I don't want to compare anti-Semitic feelings. To something that is sort of laughable like the uh you know flatness or lack of flatness of the earth but in when Kyrie was going over the flat earth stuff he kept doing interviews about it progressive interviews you know he sort of like joked about it on a podcast and they talked about it in a press conference and then he, I think he sat with like a science writer from the New York Times and the science That's writer right. like kind of you know, beat his own head against the wall, trying to get Kyrie to to come off the position that um, the earth wasn't flat. And Kyrie just couldn't do it. He just, and and, and I I almost didn't even, I remember reading the story in the New York Times and it was almost like, I don't even think he really believes it. He just can't, he can't succumb. He can't come off his position. He can't show weakness. He can't lose faith. And I remember thinking it was a ridiculous position, because one of the one of the, one of the things you learn as an adult, quite frankly, is that you have to be able to um, come to terms when you've made a mistake. If you don't, you're 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 gonna be stuck in the mistakes. In fact, one of the things that you learn when you're a leader of things is sometimes you when you make a mistake or you've done something wrong, or, or you're doing something wrong, you've got to fix it right away. And so when I saw, K- the interview that he gave Thursday afternoon where he just absolutely wouldn't say what needed and was was not only from a human point, but from a business standpoint. He just wouldn't say what needed to be said. It reminded me of the position he took with the flat earth. And so now that he's tripled, quadrupled down, and not only did all that, but did it in such a way that he's sort of rallying he said the other day, I've got an army all around. Mm -hmm. Well, now I think he's worried about alienating that army. I don't know if it's within him to back down here, even though we're talking about something so much more serious. So McMahon, you wonder what you said on Twitter, what I had been thinking since the next statement, which is, I don't know if it's, I don't know if he's in position. He's already demonstrated that for a belief, he's willing to lose games and lose money.
2: And, and and he has shown that he refuses to acknowledge wrong. He refuses to apologize. He refuses to, you know, say, I am not anti-Semitic. Um, and that was after days of of the nets of the league office of I'm sure other people of them trying to get the Anti-Defamation League involved. The ADL is involved. Apparently Kyrie wouldn't sit down, uh, but he won't listen to reason. He he won't, as you said, back down. And just based on what that statement says, there's a couple of key phrases here, uh, both in the third paragraph, in my opinion. Uh, One, we are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay? Currently unfit, and essentially, they're saying until we feel like he is fit to be associated with the Nets, he will not play for them. Okay, so how does that happen? Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay, quote, until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impact of his conduct. As they say, it'll be at least five games. What makes you believe that Kyrie? will satisfy a series of, quote, objective remedial measures. He, he's not backing down. The I think the only realistic way that he plays for the Nets is if they cave again. And I just, I don't see a world... When you
0: say cave again, you're, you're referring to last year.
2: Right, last when- year. And it, it, it's different issues, but it is, is another case of them trying to reason with Kyrie, trying to you know, convince him, trying to, you know, lay facts out for him. And it was him refusing to get vaccinated last year. And they said, hey, but, you know, obviously we remember at the time that meant you couldn't play in New York City for the home team. And they said, if you can't play at home, you can't play on the road. And then they ended up caving on that. I don't think they're going to cave on this. You know, we'll see. That That's up to them to to hold up uh, to, to their own word. Um, But I would be shocked if, if Kyrie budges, because as you said, this is about him being stubborn. And look, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't have any advanced degrees in psychology. I did get a C in the, in the course at a community college though. Um, I don't think he's mentally well, you know, I, I, he's the NBA's version of Kanye. I, he, he goes down these conspiracy theory rabbit holes and again, what he says, we're wasting our time analyzing what he says because it really is gibberish. And if you wait, you know, 20 seconds, he's going to contradict himself probably. But the simple fact is, he's not apologetic. You know, he, he, he refuses to back away from this. And as long as that happens, I just can't see him back in a Brooklyn uniform. I mean, listen, I, I have so many things to say. Uh,
1: Let's go back to Tuesday when I asked Sean Marks about why they decided to have Kyrie Irving keep playing while they were, quote, working on the next steps with the Anti-Defamation League. You guys remember what he said? Kyrie Irving, they did not want him to, quote, interact with people. Gee, I wonder why they didn't want Kyrie Irving to interact
2: with people. Maybe because creating a fuss.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they were afraid. He would say. I'm not going to answer a question about whether I'm anti-Semitic or not.
0: Which is a yes or no question.
1: Nick, I mean, again, our colleague Nick Friedle, people would like to have a yes or no answer to, are you anti-Semitic or do you have anti-Semitic beliefs? He refused to answer the question. Like, I understand what you guys are talking about, about what Kyrie might do or might not do. This has been an absolute embarrassment by everybody involved, by the NBA, by the NBPA, by the Nets from the beginning. The only time anybody has said that this guy did anything wrong was after he refused to say whether or not he is anti-Semitic. Let's just think about that. Adam Silver, 20 minutes before this guy talked this morning, put out a statement a week after this happened. He finally emerged to say something. What did he say? That Kyrie Irving was, quote, reckless in what he did. Not wrong, not mistaken, not that he shouldn't have done it. He was reckless. I mean, give me a break. And then in the same statement, he says, I'm going to meet with him sometime in the next week. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? In the next week? I mean, come on. It's a 35 minute drive from Olympic Tower to Sunset Park where the Nets were practicing, which he which was happening while the statement was being put out. He didn't he couldn't be there this morning to talk to Kyrie Irving. He couldn't have talked to the press at practice after Kyrie Irving. He couldn't have been present for any of this. I mean, come on. It's just an embarrassing lack of leadership on all fronts, on the Nets front, on the NBA's front. I'm going to say it again, on the NBPA's front, like to, to say absolutely nothing about this, to not say this guy's name yet. And, and he's still, he's he a
2: vice president. A vice president of the association, and, like, they, and they've said nothing. Whoa.
1: It's, it's embarrassing. And for the, for, for the Nets to now come out and say, this guy is unfit to be associated with this team, after their GM said two days ago he couldn't interact with people after they put out a statement, a written statement on Wednesday night that did not include the words, I am sorry, that said in it, I don't agree with everything that was in this film. So what do you agree with that's in the film?
0: Let's hear that. I don't, I, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Well, yeah, I know that, but I'm favorite. just saying,
1: but I'm saying that to me, like just for this guy to then to come back and say stuff later, that's fine. I think that's a secondary story. To me, this is a failure in leadership from the NBA from the top down, and I'm sure you guys have had the same thing. I've had so many people in the league reach out to me the past few days and are just outraged at how this has been handled and the way this has made the league look and the way it's made everybody in the league look. And it's just to me, it's embarrassing that it took all the way to this point for anybody to say that what this guy did was wrong for anybody to say that something needed to be done. It's, it's just ridiculous that we're sitting here at this point, having the that reason, part of the conversation.
0: The reason it got here was because of the way the Nets handled Kyrie over the last three years. Right. Of course. And I, and I know that I, I, I want to be very clear. I'm not comparing an anti-Semitic rhetoric or messaging or promotion, however you want to call it against him walking away from the team two years ago to go to a birthday party, but he never, he never really felt, you know, he, he, he's only been emboldened by all of it. I mean,
1: he's never been held to account. He's never been held to account hardly for anything. I,
0: I think he believes he won on the anti-vax front he believes he won i mean and, i
2: yeah i can understand and, 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 and he that's got one play. that's one where the, the facts actually align with what he believes which is well pretty unusual look, there
0: were problems with the rule there were some hypocrisies within the rule it was obviously problematic and it's why they ended up getting rid of it but he believes he won on that, and the nets ultimately bent the knee to him
2: Right. That's so, why he, that's why I'm saying the facts align, because they backed down. Right. They so said he, they weren't going to bring him back unless he could play in
1: 100 percent of the games. And then two six weeks later, they changed their mind. Right. Now, I thought
0: and, I thought. And then they changed the so, but hold I us, thought okay. Why would his calculus in, in his head as he's thinking about the risk reward of this? He went through something like this a year ago and he ended up winning. Now, it cost him 17 million dollars. It cost the team a lot, but I don't think that's a huge issue for him. I think it's more important for him to be the perceived winner in his mind. And I think he probably thought he, he, he might even still at this moment think he's going to win this one.
1: I mean, look, Brian, the team put out a statement, a joint statement with him and, and the ADL and the Nets last night, Wednesday night, when he, that everybody approved a statement that came out where he didn't admit he did anything wrong. He didn't even meet with the ADL. That's I what I mean. That's what I mean. Like at at no point here has he admitted he did anything wrong. And why, and to your point, why should he have expected anybody to call him out on it? Because no one has the NBA. Didn't the union. Didn't the nets. Didn't
2: nobody did. Certainly nobody in his inner circle.
0: Okay. McMahon, you were saying something about Kareem. I'll look so Kareem.
2: Kareem. I thought on subs on his sub stack summed this up pretty well. And obviously all time NBA legend who, throughout his career was involved uh, in, in social justice issues when it was something that was <laughs> uh, certainly not as, as common as uh, it is today and certainly not as, as well received. Kareem wrote, honestly, there's little hope that he will change because he's insulated by fame and money and surrounded by yes people. There's no motivation to learn how to distinguish propaganda from facts. All that's left is for the world to decide how it should respond to him. And when you the, the world deciding how it responds to him starts with the Nets. And the Nets finally have said, enough is enough. You're unfit to be associated with this franchise. You have to do these things to get back on the floor. And if they stick with it, I, we've seen the last of Kyrie Irving in a, in, a, in a Nets uniform. I think that's not exactly a, a thin limb to
0: go out on. I mean, look, man, we're in the league right now, okay, where guys are punching guys in the face and, like, nothing's happening. Guys are, you know, doing what Kyrie did, and it took a week and, like, him to triple down on it for something to happen.
1: And let's remember, nothing happened until he said he would refuse to say whether or not he was anti-Semitic. And before but that, the it, league it, it, and Adam Silver both put out statements where they didn't say anything wrong. And by
0: the way, he... The league stood by as he wasn't, didn't talk for three days to delay because people wanted to ask these questions. That he where the
1: Nets things. literally said, where the Nets literally said, we don't want him to make more of a fuss or interact with more yeah. people. Yeah.
0: So they were, it was like, you know, they were, you know, giving him comfort, quite frankly.
1: Everybody kept talking about how there needed to be understanding, how there needed to be space, how people needed to come well, together.
0: I, I mean, it was incredible. Except- I just, I mean, there, there's little fires everywhere, big fires everywhere. Where's the fire chief? <laughs> Adam Silver has been completely absent. I reserve the right to use that in a in a story because I think I might have to write something. Um, he just been absent. Um, you know, earlier this week, I can't believe we're having to do two emergency pods about this this week. You know, we did a really good pod. Earlier today, looking at how the Bucks got to 7-0 and and their defensive changes and issues were going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And it was good stuff. And that's what I want to do. The reason I say at the start of the podcast, we talk about the NBA, is because I really want to talk about the basketball. Mm-hmm. And earlier this week on Monday, I recorded another pod with Kurt Goldsberry and Mark Spears. And I said, I want to focus on the positivity in the NBA. I want to look at, start off with the teams that are overachieving. Because I really don't want, I don't want to have to do this. I want to be able to focus on the good things that are happening. I want to be able to focus on the Orlando magic who had a really good win over the Warriors at home tonight.
1: Heck we spent the first two weeks of the season. talking about how excited we all were about everything that was going on. It's been on the court. It's been an awesome, it's been an awesome first two weeks on the court.
0: And if you're an, if you're a casual NBA fan and you're, I mean, you go to ESPN right now, the first four stories are Kyrie Irving, Miles Bridges pleading no contest to domestic violence today, whatever that plea bar was. Josh Primo from the San Antonio Spurs being sued by a former team psychologist for exposing... Josh Primo
2: and the San Antonio Spurs being sued.
0: The Spurs Spurs put out a combative statement today, just like Draymond Green was combative, just like uh, Robert Sarger was combative,
1: just like Kyrie and Irving was combative.
0: I it's just like, you know, again, Adam Silver. He's like, yeah, we investigated in Robert Starver and we suspended him for a year and we think we did a good job. I mean, he had to be brow beaten over the head with that until Sarver ended it. It wasn't even Silver, Sarver ended it. It was it was um and, um
2: and and let's be honest, the the pressure from players and the financial consequences from sponsors ended it. That's what ended
0: Yeah. It. You know. But I mean, but want- also,
2: hey, where's the pressure from players on this Kyrie situation? There's silence around the league. It's They're not silent. just players.
0: It's not just players. I mean, like That's Steve true. Kerr before the game tonight. You know, Steve Kerr is not afraid to speak on social issues. He's done it over and over and over. Steve Kerr, basically, I don't have the quote directly in front of me, but he basically, says, I'm gonna take a pass on that.
2: Well, and then he did. He addressed it without. It he was eventually- very much like the MBPA statement from earlier in the week and the NBA statement. It, it he. Had, he addressed the kind of general, the general subject without speaking directly about Kyrie. Without saying
1: Kyrie Irving did something wrong.
2: Yes,
0: we. It,
2: it's
1: a pretty low think. bar to just say Kyrie Irving did something wrong, and it took it took him literally saying, "I refusing to answer a question as to whether he's anti Semitic," for that to be said. Like, it's just staggering. I don't want to
0: I don't want to parse everything, but like the Nets statement, we were dismayed today when given an opportunity at a media session that Kyrie refused (laughs) to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. We were dismayed today, right? Today Today is seven days on, buddies. And And, and do we and do we think
1: and do we think that in private, do we think the Nets were stunned by what Kyrie Irving said today? A guy that who no, because who, they were trying to avoid the fuss for three days. Of course. A guy and who said were, when a guy who said when he was asked did you meet with the ADL, he said they I heard they wanted to meet with me and we handled it. We handled it was
2: what he said. I mean the the, the five hundred thousand dollars that he was essentially forced to donate to the ADL, the ADL basically said tonight we don't want his money. Like
0: they're probably going to raise more than five hundred thousand by people who see sure. that message, quite frankly. Um, just, uh, listen, you go. Hey, it's, I it's will say this: crazy. you
2: said we did a really good pod today, and I think that's true for the most part. But Bond Timps did have maybe the worst trivia question of <laughs> of all time. I
1: have a, I have a, I have a new trivia question. It's actually. going to be
0: lost to history.
1: I know it is going to be lost to history, though. come up, McMahon, well, history, got
0: McMahon got mad at me. McMahon got mad at me because he said something, and I said I was trying to protect him from himself. I was trying. What did I say that pissed you off?
2: Oh, uh, you were you were trying to protect Cat because I was. I was going. Right, on, we don't have uh, to stay. Uh, what on it a is? I'm, trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> no, I, I, I said. I, I said. I thought cat was was no. an, not. I'm
0: what you said. I was asking what I said. Later, that, and
2: no. then you said you wanted to protect me because apparently, like, I have to be fearful of stepping out on the limb of a guy who's never won anything. Well, you and know In the, we're, the NBA,
1: we're we're afraid of stepping out on limbs this week in the NBA. Apparently, so it's an understandable concern on Brian's. You
0: part. know what? Um, McMahon's not afraid. To say stuff. Bontemps isn't afraid. Bontemps wasn't afraid to ask the question to Sean Marks this week. Nick Friedel, our Nick Friedel, I don't mean to like be talking about our people, but he showed 0% fear. Well, and, and, and,
2: and Kyrie's whole Kairi. thing of like Friedel was trying to get famous off of this. Like, first of all, dude, all he was doing was asking very simple, direct questions fair questions
0: he apparently was asking questions that the league and the team weren't asking as i have said
2: repeatedly
1: this week nick fredell has held kyrie irving to account a hundred times more than anybody else in the situation the nets the league the pa anyone nick fredell is the only one who's asked him the questions that everybody wanted to know the only one
2: and and he's talking about you you're looking for another instagram clip look dude you're the one who sat up there And, you know, did the whole we're going to be best friends thing. Fredell didn't send you an Evite to his birthday party. So give me a break. Um, By the way, if Fredell sent me an Evite to his birthday party, I would decline it.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. So we talked about other news in the NBA. The Josh Primo situation is very unfortunate. We'll be talking maybe more about that later. Miles Bridges, it's going to. More of that. We'll talk about that later. There is a well,
1: the statement uh, the Hornets just put out. If you'd like me to read it, if we're. If nah, we're it's that. it basically says we're aware. It's, blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, I was just
2: going to say, he doesn't play for the Hornets. He doesn't play
0: for the Hornets right now. He's a
2: free well, agent. Well, and and Adam Silver needs to. Adam Silver needs to uh, address that with the suspension. Is this going to be that, like? going uh, Well, gonna be the,
0: like Jerry, Jerry Tarkanian said about where you know the, the NCAA was so mad at Kentucky they they gave uh, they gave Cleveland State a bigger punishment is. Is that well, a- it was. It was. It was
1: speaking. It, speaking of that. It was. It was not lost on many people in the league today, and was truly incredible that in the wake of this Kyrie Irving press conference and all these things going down, the NBA handed out two fines today. You know what they handed them out to? The Clippers and the Thunder for mis uh, mislabeling injured players. Yeah, the
2: Clippers got fined for playing two-way guys that they said were assigned to the G League. That's right. Come on, dude. While this literally, while
1: this was happening, immediately after Kyrie Irving's suspension, two fine emails come out about you know Musa Diabate playing as a two-way player in an NBA game. Like,
2: yeah, the 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 definition of Giddies returns. Like, who cares?
1: Just
0: completely, completely bonkers. Well, I like um, Mark Dageno. I don't know if Mark Dageno ever been um, mentioned on this pod. Coach he is- has. He, when he was it hired,
2: was- I mentioned that uh, when I Googled him, the first thing that popped up was link- his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer the case. Although oh, he uh, does say he can go to the grocery store without being recognized most of the time.
1: He is, I like- he is, he is also a good coach, I think, too. He's a
0: good defensive yeah, coach, and I like him. I've talked to him a little bit. But his response to that, fine, by the way, was like, well, I guess I can't. I'll have to be less transparent.
1: Yes, the Thunder, known for their transparency on every front.
0: Uh, Open yeah. books. Uh, Open
2: they, books. On, uh, if I was sitting there would have said, hey, nobody's ever been fine for telling the media what their starting lineup's gonna be. He, <laughs> he's now refusing to, to release a starting lineup until whatever it is, 30 minutes before tip uh, I needed a laugh
1: about something. That was good.
2: Um, I do like him though. And and I think he that, is a very is uh, a very good coach. I think that he's a very the good arrows coach. pointed up for the OKC formerly known as Tanker. So as long as uh, Shane Gilles Alexander's playing, they're going to be in good shape.
0: Yes. They're probably going to lose tonight to the Nuggets. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom on Yeho. Tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotics, tropical fruit finish shaken, strained poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic in tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.
0: Very bad news for the Philadelphia 76ers today. Mm. James Harden out at least a month with a foot tendon injury. I don't like, how about this for hard-hitting analysis? I don't like foot tendon injuries.
2: Well, and especially a guy who uh, admittedly had pretty major conditioning concerns uh, last year when he wasn't able to train due to the, due to the hamstring strain. I mean, you know, when uh, the it's not just a month that he misses, it's then, you know, how long or does he get back in the kind of shape and the, and the kind yeah. of form that he was in? um, to start the season when he, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you he was prime James Harden, but he was good better than last year. And he was at least able to do some things uh, off the dribble, create some separation off the dribble that you certainly didn't see last year. I don't know if we see it again the rest of this year. Um, it's going to be tough. It's not like you can do an awful lot when you're recovering from that kind of a foot injury.
1: No, for sure. I mean, look, he—I—I—I I, I wrote up something for for us for the morning on Carter of what the Sixers go do from here over the next month without him, and over the the eight seasons he was in Houston, the eight full seasons he he played, he missed a combined twenty nine games. Mm-hmm. He's missed forty five games the past two years, and that's before the twelve or fifteen or whatever he's going to miss now. Like this is, you know, he's night—he's eighth in active minutes played. This is clearly going to be something. That's going to happen with him going forward. Now he's just going to start to wear down, as we've seen with all these guys, LeBron and everybody else. And to your point, McMahon, like he did come in, in in good condition. He worked out all summer as he made sure everybody knew and he was playing well. But now we got to see what happens when he comes back. And oh, by the way, like, look, I was just looking this up too. Tyrese Maxey has been off to a nice start. He's shooting 24%, he's scoring 24 points a game. He's shooting a ton of great percentages from the field. When he's on the court, Philadelphia's defense is 115. Points per hundred possessions. When he's off, it's 105. Hmm. So they, this team, say what you want about James Harden, that this team's going to be the team they want it to be. They've got to figure out things on the defensive end where they currently sit 23rd. Like that so ain't Harden, that ain't going to
2: be good. Well,
0: also Embiid is you know he's not right. Man, uh, he's had yeah. a couple of. They've sat him down a few times, which I mean. Yeah, you want to talk about
2: conditioning coming off a foot injury, the the mysterious offseason plantar fasciitis that led to him not being in shape. Harden's eighth in active or uh, in, in minutes on the court among active players. Where do you think he is in minutes in the club among active? Players? <laughs> I would probably probably first with a with a aster
1: uh, exclamation point. I was going to say asterisk, oh,
2: but no, first with uh, exclamation uh, an, point. Uh, uh, an ass? What? What? I mean, uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. So first, we got to get one of those point. clubs in Houston. He when he dedicates
0: true. himself to something, it's it's um, <laughs> it's important. Um, yeah. The the Sixers are, you know, one of the teams that it, it, it's been kind of hard to read them, they got off to a real sluggish start, then they played better. Now they're back under five hundred and. And now they've got injury problems.
1: Um, They're also heading into a stretch in their schedule where they play Atlanta twice. They play the Suns. They play the Knicks on Friday. They play the Bucks and Wolves on a back-to-back next weekend. Like, they, they, there's, there's some – or a couple of weeks, I should say. They got a pretty tough schedule the next couple of weeks, and if they don't get right quick, you know, all of a sudden they could be a few games under 500. And this year's Eastern Conference, like, it ain't, it ain't going to be easy to make up games that's like true. that. You know, like you've got to be on top of your game all the time or you're going to bit, get in a hole fast.
0: Uh, speaking of getting in a hole uh, before we go. Um,
2: I got a trivia question.
0: Oh, by the way, the answer to the speaking, trivia speaking question getting in more, a hole.
2: Well, yeah, hold we'll on. Just give you the hold answer. On. And this is just indicates how bad the question was. The answer was the 1956-57 <laughs> Golden State. Well, actually, not even it's Golden sir, State. Yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia Warriors.
0: We give, we give, That's right. We give the answer first before the question. Listen, it it
1: it it filled it filled my purpose at the time. But isn't in jeopardy I have a where
2: you do you give the answer then you ask the question? So the answer was 1956-1957 philadelphia warriors the question is what's the worst trivia question ever asked on this podcast (laughs) there you go well listen we got we got one here
0: for the ones who get it done ranger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Com. sign up today claim based on total games carried on sports networks sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package
2: now it's time for a hoop collective trivia
1: who has the worst plus minus total plus minus in the nba
2: right now. I just cheat. It's Jalen Green. I just looked this up unless one of the Warriors slipped out. No, it is,
1: it is it is, Jalen Green. And just, the I, I, he's, wow, impressive. Well, the, the The reason I asked the question is because the guy who's second is Jordan Poole. And yeah, that, and, that pretty and, much sums up why the Warriors are three and six right now.
2: Well, and why is Jordan Poole so bad? He's not played great and he's played a lot of time with that uh, second unit and you know, the, so I just say the now reason it's say I Jordan it poole Bull, has been flat out bad. I would been say bad. he's he's had some real stinkers tonight included. The reason that I looked it up is for a while it's funny actually. I looked it up, I don't know a, a little over a week ago, and Kevin Durant was dead last. Uh, but I was looking it up then, and then did the same tonight to see where James Wiseman was. Um, he doesn't play enough minutes to be at, at the very bottom, but man.
1: No, well, listen, tonight, James, another James one. Wiseman is
2: 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. James Wiseman is minus 66 on the season in 121 minutes. Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is minus 85 in twice as many minutes.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I like, that's great. You mm. guys know, I really like Wiseman's skill set. Yeah. And I, and I've sort of been like, you know, defending him and, um, you know, b- believing in him for the last two plus years, but his on court, resume is poor well <laughs>
2: and the thing about it is like when you watch him play he's going to do a couple things where you're like man you know did you see that finish wow do you see him cast that lob or block that shot or dang look at that big guy run the court like his his talent does still pop and and you look at his counting stats like okay the guy's playing a little less than 14 minutes a game averaging seven and a half points shooting 60 percent from the floor you know grabbing he he he's grabbing uh almost four rebounds a game. So better than you know, better uh I mean like his numbers per 36 and all that. They they, they look but they just bleed points with him. He's he clogs things up offensively, he gets lost defensively. You know, so well, what a day. Anyway, or- it,
0: it, it, your point is well taken. They lost uh on Thursday night in Orlando. They've had a miserable four-game Eastern trip. They're 0-4 on it. They um we're only five on
2: the road this season.
0: And, and and that
2: 0-4, you're losing to Detroit. You're losing to Charlotte. You're losing to Orlando. I mean, you you know, this this ain't you you ain't you know playing two against Milwaukee and, and two against Boston here. And you're also not
1: injured. That to me is the concerning part. It's these they're not they're not missing five guys. And like, like limping around of, but
2: yeah I mean, that. he's
1: done anyway right, like right. To, he's if he's to... playing right if he's playing that's a problem I mean, dante divincenzo's been out he would have to right, bench some, Cinto, but, right. But, but i mean come on like that's not well and not and what their starters
2: you know clay actually had had a, had a, one of his better games tonight but they're starting five you look at their uh you know net rating and and all those sort of thing they're starting five has been playing they're well. starting five came into tonight i don't think this is updated properly
1: they're plus 27 Per 100 possessions, I should be yeah. clarified. Yeah, I mean, plus 27 points per 100 dominating. possessions. Dominating. By have the way, dominant.
0: Steph has been really good. Steph's averaging 31, seven, seven, like, yep. and seven. Yep. He Steph had 39
2: even. points on 22 shots tonight, and they lost to the freaking Orlando Magic. That's a problem. Listen, uh, the look, Lakers we, are
0: two and five. The Warriors are three and six. Lakers beat the Jazz tomorrow night. Guess who's looking at whom in the schedule? I've been yep.
2: standing. it's it's tough to beat those jazzies, though, boy. I tell you what. Um, so you know we've we've talked like going in the season about hey, you've got to invest in the development of James Wiseman. And by the way, Kaminga was he DMPCD again tonight? He has been a lot, so they've kind of pulled the plug already on him. I I think it's getting to the point where they've gonna they're gonna have to consider pulling the plug on wiseman being a rotation player. They're they're already cutting his minutes. Well, um let me and read here's a quote
0: from Steve Kerr tonight.
2: I am <laughs> saying send him to the G League. That's that's the he that's where well, he I, needs to be. I'd like to hear this quote. I did, I haven't seen it.
0: What did he say? Um let me go, go ahead, McMahon. Oh, well, no, did no. No, I, I mean that's it. Oh, great. let me said. It. I I, I, I it. get I, I
2: it. go ahead.
0: He said the bench unit is going to be changed. Yeah. Uh, I don't exact quote no, he said and, the bench
2: And I understand, look, he's a number two overall pick. There is talent there. Um, and man, to send a number two overall pick to the G League in his third year, although that there is an asterisk that's well the guy hasn't played teams.
1: basketball in right, three and that's and a half my point. years.
2: There's there should be no shame in him going to the G League, getting minutes making mistakes that aren't going to be under the microscope of you're making mistakes that are costing the defending champion dynasty warriors uh games you know kaminga if kaminga's not playing for the warriors let him go play in the g league these are young guys who are raw with talent and they clearly are not ready to contribute to a team that has uh not just championship aspirations but is trying to defend a championship there there's It's unfortunate when they're you're that high of a pick, number two and number seven, um, you know that that's the reality of the situation. But it is, and it doesn't mean they can't develop into quality NBA players. But you know you're not, you know, if they were on the Orlando Magic, fine, let them make those mistakes there. The fact they're on the Warriors right now, and you know it gets late early in the Western Conference too, man. Sure does. You don't want to dig out of a hole in the West because what you'll be doing, you might be trying to play your way into the playoffs from from the playing scenario. Well, look and you look at last year's team, right? They had uh,
1: they had Otto Porter Jr., who had a nice year for them. They had Gary Payton II, who's a terrific defensive player. They frankly weren't playing Wiseman, right? Like he just wasn't. He was hurt. He was not around, and they were an elite defensive team, and that carried them through the season. After tonight's game, they are. 26th in the league in defense. They're they got a negative four net rating, and we're and like you said, McMahon. They they haven't played a murderer's row schedule. They are pretty healthy. Like to me, th- there's a lot of flashing lights with this team because there's no like Steve Kirk could say they're going to change the bench rotation or change the the bench lineups, but there there ain't a lot of changes to make really. There's not other options here's, here's to really the, go well- to.
0: Here's the quote. We've had a look at a few different combos as in meaning bench rotation, right? It's time to get a look at a few more. And then, um, there's this on Wiseman. It's been a tough games for James, but I'm a believer of his talent, his attitude, but there's no shortcuts. So make of that what you will.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, what, what you make of it is that their bench has been an absolute abject disaster and they have to do something about it because they're dropping games.
0: And it's like November third. It's November third, though, they're the Warriors. They played long and had to go to Japan. And well, the thing totally that the thing, thing that the thing that gives you
1: confidence, the thing that gives you confidence if you're them is that their starting five has been awesome with Clay right. not hitting shots. And tonight he started to hit shots. And whether Clay is obviously not going to be the same player as he himself has said from over the injuries, but he's still a decent defender or to a good defender, if not like the elite all world guy he was before. Right. And he's going to hit threes like this yeah. is not the first time Clay's had a slow start to the year. He's going to knock down threes in a big way like he did tonight. He went seven for 15 from three, had right. a ton of points like he's going to be fine. Their starting line has been really good, but they don't have a lot of tools to fix this bench unless they go out and potentially start thinking about moving some of these young guys, which
2: mm-hmm. maybe they do. That's it. That's interesting because they, bet on, it, they well. bet
1: on these young guys this year. They, they were like, we're going to yeah. let Otto go. We're gonna let Gary Payton go. We're, you know, we'll sign D. Vincenzo to do a one-year deal. But this is like Kaminga's got to play, Moody's got to play, Wiseman's got to play, and 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 look, Jordan Poole also, frankly, just has to be better. They gave this guy a yeah. massive extension. He's shooting thirty-one percent from three. He's turning the ball over like crazy. Like he's got to be better for uh, them.
2: Awfully I'm tough time to the sell all the young guys. You ain't exactly selling high. I'm I'm
0: about to deliver a hot take. I think the Warriors are going to be fine. How about Take that? Take a chug that, of I some
2: think? bourbon and 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 let it rip.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, they probably will oh, be,
2: but it'll be interesting to monitor that for sure. You know, and, and they might be fine with their starters playing thirty nine minutes a game, which is not ideal. right. That
1: was not that was not the plan.
0: Uh, all right. Well, I, I, no more emergency pods for a few days. I, I really like. I want to focus on some some good basketball stuff, please. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, I just before I go, I just want to say I, I know that not everything that David Stern did was appreciated. I know that his style for a myriad of reasons wouldn't necessarily work in today's NBA. But it might be time to go dust off the Stern playbook if you're Adam Silver and consider starting to show a little leadership.
2: I thought you were gonna say a little backbone, but well, you never had to worry synonym. about.
0: He never had to worry about david stern's backbone and you know david stern not being around anymore as a advisor official or unofficial to adam silver maybe playing a role in how this happened too because let me it wouldn't have taken seven days
1: well look back that in day back day. in back in 2001 charlie ward said some i would say pretty unfortunate things about the jewish community which he later apologized for and David Stern did not find Charlie Ward back then or punish him, like, officially. (laughs) He did, however, in part, say this. Ward would have been better off not to have uttered his uninformed and ill-founded statements. But I do not wish to enhance his sense of martyrdom by penalizing him for giving them public voice. He will have to accept the reactions and judgments of fans and all fair-minded people who have been offended. That is a more full-throated indictment of something than anything we heard over the past week, which is all a bunch of mealy-mouthed, yeah, you know, it's and, Ward did, and okay.
0: Ward did apologize
1: and Ward did apologize, just like Myers Leonard apologized last year when there was a full throated statement from Adam Silver condemning him, among other. things. I mean,
0: Miles, I don't want to compare Myers Leonard to Kyrie Irving, but. The statement Myers- that Myers Leonard, who also
1: like, Myers Leonard, who also instantly almost apologized
0: and he, began first doing words things were, about it. the first words of his statement were, um, OK, thank listen, who clicked the podcast. I wish we would had more fun. Right, have a good weekend thank you to tim thank you to tim thank you to jackson who's said to work double shift and thank you to nate who joined us uh, on the producing side tonight we will talk to you next week
2: adios amigos And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream TV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing
1: the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on TV makes up for your mother not you and your sunflower seeds.
2: TV has the most MLB games. Call one 800 TV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.